Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Unitarian Church of Edmonton. My name is Gordon Ritchie. I'll be one of your service leaders this morning. Yes, we have little ones. Being, we're being blessed with the little ones this morning. The Unitarian Church of Edmonton is a liberal, multi-generational, religious community. We celebrate a rich mosaic of free-thinking, spiritual-questing individuals join in common support and action. We welcome diversity, including diversity in beliefs from divine believers to humanists, from pagans to atheists to agnostics. We believe in the compassion of the human heart and the warmth of community, the pursuit of justice, and the search for truth and meaning in our lives. We gather with gratitude this morning on traditional Cree lands that are now part of Treaty 6, shared by many nations. A treaty is an inheritance, a responsibility, and a relationship. May we be good neighbors to one another, good stewards to our planet, and good ancestors to all our children. If you're new here, we invite you to stay for coffee after our service so that we can get to know you, you can get to know us. If you've not already done so, you're welcome to visit our newcomer table, which is out in the foyer. As we begin our special time together, I would ask that you make sure that any electronic device that you might have is turned off. Thank you very much. Today is a very special day for the congregation of the Unitarian Church of Edmonton. We will be presented with a new banner to hang proudly in our sanctuary. This is a process that's been going on for some time. We are very grateful for all those who have participated in this event. This morning we were hoping to have had a pipe ceremony which would have been proper protocol to officially arrange a contract. Unfortunately, Mother Nature had a different plan. And uh, so this morning we will have a slight variation with the beginning part of our service, still maintaining proper protocol. As we begin our service this morning, I would like to invite Lloyd Cardinal for our prelude. While he is singing, I would invite you to rise as we welcome our new banner, our guests, into our sanctuary. Thank you for inviting me and uh, my son. He, he might freak out a little bit more, but it's, it's just a part of life, right? And um, I'm going to sing an honor song, and um, it, it comes from the uh, Muscochis from the Saddleback family. They gave it to us years ago, and um, before that, it, it uh, came from Saskatchewan. And it, I know that the song's about 80 years old, and it, it's just through the drum. We celebrate the gift of life. Every living thing has a heartbeat. You know, even the animals, the fish, the insects. And Native people, like, we call it the heartbeat of our nation, but we also call it the heartbeat of Mother Earth, right? And um, if you look at the back of this medicine wheel here, this drum, I was going to say, it is a medicine wheel, right? That's how your drum is balanced, and it's how it works, right? Because it, it, it speaks to all people, all nations, because every child has spent nine months in their mother's womb listening to the heartbeat of their mother. So naturally the drum, it, it's, like, it's like being with your mother, 
right? And that when you were in your mother's womb, that was the safest, warmest place that you could ever be in all of creation. So with that, I'll, I'll start the song. All right.
Please be seated. Our opening words are by Barbara J. Pescan. For the beauty of the earth, the spinning blue-green ball, yes. Gaia, mother of everything, we walk gently across your back to come together again to this place, to remember how we can live, to remember who we are, to create how we will be. Gaia, our home, the lap in which we live, welcome us. We have a great privilege today because we are giving honor and respect and dedication to a sacred ceremony that welcomes into our sacred space, our beloved community, the banner that is being presented this morning by Sister Rose Webeska from the Bent Arrow Society. And for those of you who don't know, the broad reach that the society has for uh, helping and encouraging and supporting all of the programs that are designed to bring people, including us, to knowledge of each other and to be the best we can be in a society that is very often challenging for those of us who are on our life journey. And I invite you to come and light our chalice. And I want to introduce Christy and Cheryl and Rebecca. They are my sisters, my relatives, and we have walked a long time with the First Nations, uh, particularly in the social justice group here, to see that the calls to action from the TRC are carried out, starting by education and being with us as we all are relatives. Beauty is before me. Beauty is behind me, above me, and below me. It hovers, and I am surrounded by it. I am immersed in it. In my youth, I am aware of it. And in old age, I shall walk quietly the beautiful trail. Beauty, it is begun. Beauty, it is ended. And this is from a Navajo Native Prayer of North America. And now Elder Rose is going to call the four directions and reflection on the pipe ceremony. And it was with regret that we had to cancel that this morning for obvious reasons. Rose. Good morning, everyone. It's my honor to be here today to share a few words with each and every one of you. My name, my, um, my spirit name is Pipe Song Woman. And that name was given to me by a very, very well-respected Sundance chief in southern Alberta. He is of the Blackfoot tribe. And that's where I do a lot of my ceremonies if I'm not doing them here in Edmonton. It's a a huge honor to be standing up here and representing our people and representing our Mother Earth and to be looked upon by the Creator, by our Father's Son, the Grandmother Moon who watches over us while we are sleeping at nights. So it's a huge honor. And I just noticed when um, the gentleman was talking, uh, reading something out of the book, he he mentioned the word Gaia. And that is Mother Earth, is it? And that's how we say Mother Earth in the Blackfoot language. 
Gayak. So uh, in Cree, we say Nigawi Naskinan. So that is Mother Earth. It is a huge honor, you know, to be here to represent Bent Arrow, to represent the people that I work for, to rep- represent every human being here on Earth, and so that the Creator will look on us and, uh, and have, have blessings, you know, to bless us with health, love, joy, and happiness. And that's what He wants us to do. He wants us to live together in harmony. So when we call, now I'm going to call on the grandmothers and the grandfathers from the four directions, and I'm also going to call on Mother Earth and Creator. And when I say grandmothers and grandfathers, that means your angels, our spirits from the four directions. And you know, this this banner represents the four directions, the four seasons, the four races of man, and each color represents each race of man. So when I'm facing east, I'll face east this way, I am calling on the grandmothers and grandfathers from the east direction. And we call on them, and we say they're the Asian people, the Asian nation from the east. Then I go to the south, and then I go to the west, and then the north. And then I'll call on Mother Earth. So the way I'm going to do that, I'm going to say this uh, prayer calling them in my language first, then I will translate to English. So if everyone could stand up, please. So if you wish, you could face the east and then the other directions also. Min kihiu kwa mekesu. Kwa mustamat nawao pinisuka mwai kwa kakyo kekaisinu wakuta kapi mama waptauta. Ai umawaskaigan kwa maunuhtawi na uige. Anokji kwa kwa mustamat nawao kapinisuka mwai kwa kasawi mai kwa kakyo waisinu wakuta kapi pihtiguita. Now to the south. Hanuhtawi nan. Nemusumaknokmakakkeunwahkumaganakakkeuksiskuakaginagataskiik. Ah, あの、たうい<音楽> 
So I'll translate in English. Grandmothers and grandfathers from the east, I call on you, the spirit animals from that direction, all my relatives, all the animals in the spirit world from the east direction, I call on you to come into this house of the Creator and help the people that are here. We ask for your blessings to help the people that come here to join together, to ask for guidance, for love, for peace, and for joy. We ask that you watch over us and help us to live in a kind and gentle way. Now from the south, Creator, grandmothers and grandfathers, the spirit animals from the south, all my relatives, all the animals in the spirit world, we ask that you come and bless the people here in this house of Creator to help them live in a kind and gentle way together in harmony so that we can love and have peace and have joy for our life, lifetime journey. We ask that you give them their blessings. Grandmothers and grandfathers, come here and join the people of this loving house. Grandmothers and grandfathers, all my relatives, all the animals from the spirit world of the south, from the south direction, we call on you to come here and join these people and share the love and joy with, both, with all of them. Help us to all come together in harmony with each other to learn how to live together and love one another and share our love and share our peace and share our joy so that we can live in harmony with the rest of creation. Grandmothers and grandfathers from the north, we call on you. We call on the spirit animals from that direction, all our ancestors who had passed into the spirit world from that direction. We call on you to please come here and bless this home of Creator. Bless the people who come in here. They come in here with love, joy, and happiness and want to share with each and every one. We ask that you watch over each and every one of us as we go throughout our lives that we have a good life and give us the kindness that we need, the courage, the love, the wisdom, the compassion that we need to live in a kind and gentle way. Mother Earth, first, I would like to give you thanks for everything that you give us to survive on your body. We want to give you thanks for the food that you provide, for the medicines that you provide, for the animals, the trees, all the plants, the water, the fire, the rocks, 
and the air that we breathe. And we want to give you thanks for each and everything that we get from your body to help us live in a kind and gentle way. We give you thanks, Mother Earth. Creator, you are the you are the, the king, you are the leader, you are the, the creator of all things. We say Nohtawinan, our Father, Ximantu, God. We give you thanks and we ask that you watch over us and you give us blessings. You are the creator of all things and all beings. You you have created life for each and every one of us to share in this world. We ask that you come give blessings to this house, to your home, to your house, that helps the people on a daily basis to come together in a kind and gentle way to share their love, their peace, and their joy. We ask, Creator, Grandmothers and Grandfathers, Mother Earth and Father Sun and Grandmother Moon, we ask that you all work together to help us to be able to live together in a kind and gentle way, to live in harmony with each other, and to love, to love and generate goodness throughout the world. I hide all my relations. I would like to thank each and every one of you for being here. I would like to thank Cheryl, Christy. I'd like to thank my daughter for accompanying me to this, to this ceremony today. I think uh, this is the second time her and I have ever been in a house of creator together and and it feels amazing it is so good yes we were we were meant to have a pipe ceremony this morning but because of the weather we couldn't and our pipe that we carry it's actually not my pipe I have just been chosen as a person to carry that pipe the pipe belongs to all of you it belongs to the people of mother earth and we use that pipe. The pipe is a very sacred object that we use, like your, like the Bible. Like in, in different uh, nations, different cultures, they have a sacred item that they use, that they go to when they're in need of help or health. And they will go to that object to ask for help from the creator, to ask for help from that object, to take that message to the creator. And that is how we use the pipe. So when we, when we light that pipe, that pipe is not lit just for us. It's lit for you so that you can have a good life. And you either light the pipe or you don't light the pipe. There's no halfway. We've always been taught in our teachings that there's no shortcuts. There's no halfway of doing things. You either do it all or don't do it at all. Um, my mother used to say that when I was a kid. You do this right or you don't do it at all. So I grew up with those in my head, you know, those words. And so I could not uh, fulfill that, um, that part of our ceremony today. And, but I would like to thank each and every one of you for coming here. And there's, there's so many things that we do in our culture, in our spirituality. That's the same as everybody else's beliefs and their wishes and their, uh, their values, their spirituality. I was just talking to my daughter this morning about, uh, the different, uh, 
the different congregations. We have our way of life. The native spirituality is a way of life. It's not a religion. This is how we grew up. This is how our people lived from the beginning of time. And then we talked about how our belief systems, our ways of teaching the, the way of creator is so similar um, because she doesn't know about our traditional ways of life. She doesn't know our native spirituality. My daughter has been going to church all her life. And um, we smudge like we lit the candle today. That would be similar to us uh, symbolizing that we light the fires for our sacred ceremonies also. When we do a sweat lodge ceremony, we start a fire. That fire is a sacred fire. And you know, Creator gave us fire to give us light, to give us warmth. Creator gave us air to breathe, and that air keeps that flame going. And Creator gave us water to nourish our bodies. Creator gave us Mother Earth, who is one big rock, solidness. You know, so we have earth, we have fire, we have air, and we have water. And everybody knows that, everybody believes in that. And I, when I started talking, geez, I hope I'm not talking too long. <laughs> <laughs> this morning we were talking about the similarities in, like, the church. Uh, we believe in God, okay? Uh, in our culture, we say creator. We, um, in our culture, I, and I'm, I'm not saying this to offend anybody, but in a, our culture, we don't have a Jesus. We, we have elders, elders that help other people who sacrifice themselves for the people of Mother Earth. When you're a sun dancer, the sun dancer symbolizes that role. When we go out into the country, we have to find a tree that Mother Earth has provided for us to use in our ceremony. And that's what we call our tree of life. It's our sacred tree. And when the men are carrying that tree out of the, the bush to take it to the ceremonial ground, it represents, it symbolizes a similarity to when Jesus carried that cross on his back for many miles. And then our sun dancers, when they are a committed sun dancers, warriors, that they are going to give their life to be helpers of the creator. They make a commitment, creator, I will give you a flesh offering so that you can use me to be a helper for you here on Mother Earth. So then those warriors, they have a piercing on their chest and they are tied to that center pole for four days and four nights. Another similarity, when Jesus was taken from the cross and he, and he died for those three days, four days, I'm not sure, but in our culture... That is what we call a shaman's death. When we give up everything that, that we would normally live uh, with on a daily basis. We give up our water. We give up our food. 
we give up combing our hair, brushing our teeth, washing our face for four days. We have no food and no water for four days and four nights. We sacrifice that so that the people of Mother Earth can have clean water to drink, to have food, to be able to live healthy and to feel that love and joy. So we sim- uh, symbolically, we give up life, what we would call regular daily living. We give that up for four days. So when I say uh, we don't have one particular uh, entity that we say is Jesus, we say we're all Jesus. Each and every one of us is Jesus because we are all the children of God. We are the children of creator. So each and every one of us does something in our lifetime to help other people, to pray for other people. And that's what, that's what Jesus did, to my understanding. I was not uh, a, a person that grew up with the church, but I had also, you know, been curious about different things. So I would read I would talk to people, and but when it was time for me to pick up a spirituality, I went back to my roots, to the way our people were when we first were here prior to European contact. We did the smudging, we did the sweat lodge ceremony, we, did, we smoked the pipe, the way you would pick up the Bible and read. That's what we would do. And that pipe, when we light that pipe it's a direct it's like this microphone what i'm talking in here you are all hearing that pipe when we smoke that pipe we put prayers in that pipe the smoke from that pipe takes our prayers to the creator and so you i don't know if you could understand this but this is the best way i know how to explain and uh, maybe i should quit talking I'll be, my sister and I talked this morning, and I told her I'm going to church. And she said, what, are you going to go and ask forgiveness for all your sins? I said, yes. And she said, she said to me, she said, well, can you pray for me too? I said, I don't know, Bertha, I might be there for a week if I pray for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for listening. I have had such a, a great privilege to be part of this whole process and working with our, uh, our dear friends at Bent Arrow. And I've had the opportunity to learn and to, to grow um, spiritually and, and to be exposed to more of the, the, the beautiful teachings within our, uh, the First Nations tradition. One of those traditions, as we ask for a gift, is to make an offering. And I would ask uh, Brian to come forward to uh, have our offering of intent. First, I want to say welcome. Welcome to our guests. Welcome to all of you. Thank you for being here on this very special day for us. And Elder Rose, I can tell you that um, you probably won't find too many Christians in this room. So we understand the metaphorical connection of the story. And so uh, that, is, that was a beautiful teaching. Thank you. Elder Rose, as one of the leaders of our Unitarian Church of Edmonton community, I have been given the honor of asking a blessing from the first peoples of this land. It is a request that we consider to be a small step in the process of reconciliation between settler culture and the Cree people on whose land we live and work and worship. 
As you look around our sanctuary, you will see the banners of many religions hanging on our walls. We do this because our intention is to respect and learn from all religious teachings of the world. Unitarian Universalist Principles, our key document, instruct us to affirm the worth and dignity of every person and to be open to the wisdom from other religious paths. We can always learn from the faithful work of those who are different from us, different in history, different in perspective, and different in culture. However, some years ago, we realized that there was a terrible empty space on our banner wall. We had no representation of the sacred ways of the people who first walked the lands on which we live. For some considerable time, we have sought the assistance of First Nations people and their elders to help us fix this omission. We chose not to craft our own banner out of respect for your ways and as an admission that too many times we of the settler culture have taken your ways, your artifacts, your livelihood, and your land without permission or blessing. So we searched for a time and for someone to guide us. And some time ago... Cheryl Whiskey Jack from the Bantero Society led a powerful service for us. And some of our elders entered into a conversation with her about how best to address this concern. And she graciously offered to assist us and to introduce us to an artist and to an elder who might help. And so we have met you all. Today it is my great honor to ask this gift, this blessing from you, to help us display a banner that will hang on our walls and remind us of the sacred teachings of the Cree people. And so we offer these gifts of tobacco and four pieces of colored cloth, each representing one of the directions. These offerings are presented with respect, trusting that our intention will be seen as honorable. I would like to say thank you very much for the offering, and this is protocol. This is what we call protocol. When you ask uh, for something or guidance or anything from Native people, Native elders, it doesn't have to be elders. It could be just just the, the respect of offering the tobacco because the tobacco was one of our first medicines that we used. We never used it for recreational purposes. It was only for ceremonial purposes. So I'd like to say thank you to each and every one of you for being here. And, you know, looking in here and looking at my two girls, three girls here, it's such an honor to be asked to be part of this. And life is all about relationships, relationships with one another. And this is proven. This is, you're making history here. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, hi. I have a reading by M. Susan Milner. Eternal God, Mother and Father, Spirit of Life, we gather grateful for the companionship of hearts and minds. Seeking to speak the truth in love, we gather grateful for our heritage and for the women and men before us, whose prophetic words and deeds make possible our dreams and our insight we are grateful for the gift of life itself, mindful that to respect life means both to celebrate what life is and to insist on what it can become. May we always rejoice in life and work to cultivate a sense of its giftedness. 
but we may also have to heed the call to transformation and growth. May we find in ourselves the strength to face our adversities and the integrity to name them and the vision to overcome them. May we honor in pride the heroes and heroines of our past. But may we also keep company with the fallen, the broken, and the oppressed. For in the dazzle of the noonday's heart, and in this star-studded shimmering of night's rich blackness, we are they, and they are us. As I was putting together this service, I came across hymn number 22, I thought, how incredibly appropriate is this hymn? Dear weaver of our lives' designs, I would invite you to rise as you are willing and able as we join in singing hymn number 22. have a reading called We Are All More Human Than Otherwise by Richard S. Gilbert. The human race is a vast rainbow bursting into view of white and black, red, yellow, and brown. Yet for all, blood is red, the sky is blue, the earth brown, the night dark. In size and shape, we are a varied pattern of tall and short, slim and stout, elegant and plain. Yet for all, there are fingers to touch, hearts to break, eyes to cry, ears to hear, mouths to speak. In tongue, we are a tower of Babel, a great jumble of voices grasping for words, groping for ways to say love, peace, pity, and hope. Faiths compete, claiming the one way. Saviors abound, pointing to salvation. Not all can be right, not one. We are united only by our urge to search. Boundaries divide us, lines drawn to mark our diversity, maps charted to separate the human race from itself. Yet a mother's grief, a father's love, a child's happy cry, a musician's sound, an artist's stroke, batter the boundaries and shatter the walls. 
Strength and weakness, arrogance and humility, confidence and fear live together in each one, reminding us that we share a common humanity. We are all more human than otherwise. Our community is entirely self-governed and self-supporting. One of the privileges of our free church tradition is to provide all of the financial support for our many ministries from among ourselves. Generosity, therefore, is one of our spiritualities, values we recognize as central to our personal and institutional well-being. In addition to supporting this church community, we also make a monthly commitment beyond our walls. One half of the unidentified cash that is received is given to an outside organization, some local, some national, some international. During this month, we support the Unitarian Universalist United Nations Office. You are invited to participate in the celebration of giving as the ushers receive our offering. Let us join in our offering response, the words which are written in your order of service. We thank you for your generosity and your support in our, with our time, our talents, and our money. We support the work of the community and the Unitarian Universalist tradition. I would like to invite Elder Rose to share some teachings with us. I thought I did that already. <laughs> teachings. We live with nature, by nature. We are people of, they call us, the Cree Nation, they call us people of the land, keepers of the land. 
That is what they call us. Um, we have been living in harmony with nature for thousands of years. We have always lived here on, on this land, and we call this uh, land uh, Treaty 6 land, and this is where the, the Cree tribe habit, uh, have lived for many, many years. There was times that we've had uh, our uh, neighboring brothers and sisters, like the Blackfoot people lived here also on this land at one time, and then they moved further south. Then there was um, the Dene people that lived around the northern part of Alberta, the Lesser Slave Lake, and they moved further north. And then later on, they migrated to the U.S., and they then became the Navajo people. The Navajo people and the Dene are one nation. So we all lived in, in harmony together here on this land. You know, of course there was some um, disgruntled people, you know. There was uh, men, uh, women, that the men would go to war. Yes, they had war back then, but they would war over territorial territories. They would war over horses, women, you know. Um, we, we used to joke around how the men would go to the neighboring um, communities and steal their women and bring them back because that was the one way of uh, having different blood coming into the nation. It, there usually was very, very uh, small, small communities. And if you have ever seen a teepee, uh, we have a, a beautiful teepee set up in our, in our gymnasium at Ventero. And it is so, um, I love that. I really love how Ventero accommodates and they, they make things happen. And so I did mention one time about, geez, you know, it would be nice to have a teepee. Maybe we could set it up somewhere. And they put a teepee in the, in the, in the gymnasium. And that teepee represents not just a dwelling to live in. It's the skirt of Mother Earth. Just the way that it is shaped, that skirt is a skirt of Mother Earth. And these teepees that we lived in, they were not just a dwelling to live in. It was very, very common to find three or four families living in the same teepee because it was used as a, as a dwelling to live in. It was used as a hospital. It was used as a school. It was used as a, a conference room. These teepees were very, very versatile. They, they, they very um, easy to move. And when the tribes had to leave from one area to another area where the hunting was better, or maybe had to flee other tribes, or they was the fishing, the medicine picking was uh, better in different uh, areas, they would pack up the teepees and they would just move. And you know, today in our culture, us Native people, we have a tendency to be picking up our stuff and moving to a different location all the time. And that's because we have that nomadic blood in us. We are, that's in our blood, to pack up and leave and go where things are better. And so nowadays, we are called transient. 
we can't stay in one place for very long. But we don't, we're not transient, we're nomadic. <laughs> Trying to make it sound better. <laughs> so, yes, and that's in our blood to, to, to move. And those, when I said that teepees are um, a school, we taught our children their values of each pole inside that teepee represents a value. And we all have values in our lives. So we teach our kids, for example, we teach them love, we teach them respect, we teach them obedience, we teach them kindness, we teach them cleanliness. And the way, you know, us little kids, when we were small, we were always covered in mud and grass and everything playing in the dirt. Well, that's normal. I think every child should go through that, you know. But that wasn't the cleanliness I was talking about. The cleanliness I'm talking about is cleanliness of the heart, the mind, and the body. Respecting yourself. Keeping your thoughts pure. Keeping your your emotions happy. You know, that kind of cleanliness. Staying Now when I do my TP teachings and I come to that part where we teach about cleanliness... I say the cleanliness of our mind, body, and spirit. So addiction-free, alcohol-free, violence-free, poverty-free. All of that, that's what I mean when I say living, uh, like the teaching the cleanliness. And there is, in the teepee, there's 15 poles in the teepee teachings that I do. And each of those poles has a value attached to it. So we, we give the teachings of each of those poles. And then where the teepee on the top, when it comes together, you see little pegs that hold the dress, the skirt together, Mother Earth's dress. Those pegs represent the children of that family. And, those, the, and then on the outside of the teepee, there's pegs that hold down the canvas, the, the teepee, from blowing away. That represents community. And so, you know, there's so many different teachings. People think, okay, well, that's just a teepee. That's where people lived a long time ago. They don't understand that it was our, our, our school, our hospital, our conference room where the chief and, and his headmen would come and meet and counsel. And, you know, back in the day, the women were held in such high regard the women were the bosses in, in our culture. The men, <laughs> we still are, no. <laughs> uh, the men would gather their councilmen, they call them headmen, and then the chief would be the head man. Because we didn't know the word chief back then. We had a, a name for the head person who took care of and protected the community. He would have a meeting with his headmen. They would decide, okay, so maybe we should go scouting for better hunting areas or for better, better medicine picking or go scouting around for finding new land to move to. When they would decide they were going to do that, they always took that decision and went to the grandmothers of the community the grandmothers would tell them, would say yes or no, go ahead, or they would say no, it's not right, because women are very, very intuitive. 
we we sense things and a lot of these elderly women the the elders of the community they had uh gifts that were given to them by the creator how to see things hear things before they happen so the women would be asked can is it okay what do you think about going on this journey to go and scout out for new land or new medicines or new hunting grounds and if the women did not feel right about it they would caution the men not to go or to go somewhere else so women were held in very very high regard and still today the women are very respected in our nation some people have gotten lost but it's not a lot of it it's not their fault they got caught up in addictions and addictions is one of the the un, unhealthy things in our lifestyle it doesn't fit with our lifestyle i always teach that when us people in our culture with native blood like we carry if we ingest alcohol into our system the minute we tip that bottle and start drinking alcohol our spirit leaves our body and it will not come back till you stop drinking and when you stop drinking it'll take anywhere from 4 hours to 4 days for your spirit to come back and that's when you have those hangovers you know you feel lonely you feel sick and that's because your body and your spirit are not together and that's a, lo- a lot of those teachings that i will do inside like when i i do a sweat lodge ceremony i'm very happy that bentero allows me to do what my passion is and that's to help people i believe that that is my calling here in this lifetime is to help people and to help people in the way that fits uh with me like it's my passion to run a sweat lodge to do a pipe ceremony to do smudging to bless and counsel people that's my passion so when i go to work at bentero it doesn't feel like work i feel like i'm leaving my family at home to another family where i go to work and everyone in there is like family to me and they they do treat me like kokum you know like 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 i'm their real kokum and and i really appreciate that i really appreciate that and uh this this organization's been around for 25 years and imagine how many people it has helped imagine how many people like yesterday i made a comment about how bentero has a chief and that is cheryl and all her workers all her staff those are her warriors and when we say warrior we don't mean the type of warrior that goes around shooting bow and arrows killing people in that not that kind we fight against addiction we fight against poverty we fight against homelessness that's the type of warriors that i mean so I, and i'm very honored to be part of that team so uh did i give any teachings <laughs> is that good I want to thank you very much for listening to me. I could go on and on and on all day. <laughs> I can tell stories, I can give teachings, I could give lectures. <laughs> But I think that's that's good for now. Thank you. I Thank you, Rose. I would certainly be very honored to have you as my boss. <laughs> Just saying.
Each week we take some time to recognize the joys and sorrows that touch our lives. It is a ritual practiced by many Unitarian Universalist communities. We light candles to mark the significant moments and events in our lives. I invite anyone who wishes to do so to come forward to light a candle for whatever is on their mind, on their heart, maybe a joy, a concern, a celebration, a sorrow. You're invited to come forward now. May we carry the joys, concerns, and moments represented in these tiny candles in our hearts. They express very deeply that we are not alone. As we prepare for a, a brief time of silent meditation, I will invite you to join with me in a responsive reading found in the back of your hymn book. Number 551, Earth Teach Us. I'll read the regular font and invite you to read the italicized text. Number 551. Earth, teach me stillness as the grasses are stilled with light. Earth, teach me caring as parents who secure their young. Earth, teach me limitation as the ant who crawls on the ground. Earth, teach me resignation as the leaves which die in the fall. And one passage particularly appropriate for this morning. Earth, teach me to forget myself as melted snow forgets itself. <laughs> Let us enter the silence together.
for the earth forever turning, for the skies, for every sea, for our lives, for all we cherish. Let's join in singing a joyful song of peace together. Hymn number 163. I invite you to stand as you are willing and able as we join in singing together. Number 163. Some closing words by friend and colleague Gary Kowalski. Gathered in our varied faiths, we give thanks for the blessings of world community as we share our common dream. Homes and schools where children thrive, neighborhoods that are safe and clean, a city rich in colors and in cultures, an economy where no one is expendable a beloved community where rich and poor alike have access to the opportunity for a dignified and productive life. Churches, mosques, synagogues, temples, and teepees. Where the deepest hope is to be of service to a hurting world. Enable us as we leave this place to carry forth this prayer into the coming week turning our thoughts toward charity, our hearts towards justice, and our hands toward the work of peace. Shalom. Amen. Hi, hi. We have basked in the warmth and beauty of this flame and this community. As the chalice flame is extinguished, let us carry its glow within. Let us kindle new sparks within these walls and beyond. I would like to invite Lloyd Ford to give us another song, following which we will have our Carry the Flame, and then we will have announcements. So, um, I'll sing a song. I just don't know which song to sing right now. Um, it's their, 
everything. I, that's how we feel like as singers. Um, even with our drum group, we go places, and sometimes the songs aren't there, eh? And then they, they show up, and some days we can't remember a song as a whole group, like 12 of us. And then one day it'll show up again, and I think they come and go, eh? And everything, and um, so... I'm just going to think about it. Okay, so I think it's fitting. Yeah, I'll just sing a song about peace. But it doesn't come from uh, my tribe, eh? It comes from the, the Sioux people.
like to offer special thanks for our guests this morning, Lloyd, Elder Rose, Cheryl, Christy, Rebecca, thank you for being with us, making this possible for us. What a gift. Thank you. I'd like to also thank those others that helped make this service possible or make it come together. Uh, Jeff, Audrey, Brian, Robert, Karen on piano, Kat on sound, our ushers, coffee makers, our greeters. I appreciate all the efforts that have gone into making this morning possible. I invite you to rise, join hands as we sing together, carry the flame, then we will have announcements.